Hello, welcome to Workplace Wake Up. I'm Jen Shaw. Every week, I spend about 15 minutes covering legal developments, introducing you to interesting guests, and providing some entertainment to start your workday. Oh my gosh, the last podcast of 2023. I can't believe it. It's so funny to me how at the beginning of the year, 2024 sounded weird. Just that year sounded so far away and such a, so sort of, um, uncommon or unfamiliar. And now 2024 is going to be here in four days. And it just sounds normal. 2024 sounds normal. 2025 sounds weird, but 2024 sounds normal. Okay. So what are we going to talk about? Well, since we're looking at the future, we're going to talk about artificial intelligence. Now, some of you may have been on the podcast that Megan Donahue and I did uh, a couple months ago. We've also written an article about this issue, which is on our website. As many of you probably know, we have literally hundreds of articles. We, we write them all the time that you can access for free on our website at shawlawgroup.com. So check those out. If you ever need some, some information about a particular topic, you'll probably find that we wrote an article about it. In fact, it's funny. Sometimes when I Google an issue, our article comes up, right? So there you go. All right. We're going to talk about artificial intelligence. Listen, whether you realize it or not, Artificial intelligence is probably already happening in your workplace, okay? I think because of my age, probably, I haven't really wanted to think about artificial intelligence. It feels like Star Trek or the Jetsons to me. It doesn't feel like it's here, but it's been here for a while, and it's not going away. So you need to know how to leverage artificial intelligence appropriately, right? And if you don't do it right, there is some liability, so you've got to be careful. So the first thing I want you to think about is what is artificial intelligence? I mean, basically, it's the use of machines to perform tasks that are traditionally performed by our human brain. And it can take a lot of different forms, right? Like there can be generative AI, uh, chat GPT, for example, where you can actually say into your phone, as I did last summer when we were at the dude ranch we go to every year, create cowboy poetry. And it came up with the most beautiful poem that of course I couldn't use because everyone would have known that I didn't write it. I mean, it was so good. It was so well done. There's also algorithmic or decision-making artificial intelligence that can be used to screen candidates, for example. There's video and voice recognition software that can rate a candidate's cultural fit within your organization. You can have chatbots that can intake uh, internal complaint information or employee requests for information. You can use digital assistants to manage your calendars, edit and grammar check documents, create transcripts or outlines of recorded meetings. Look, the list goes on and on and on. And remember that your employees may be using artificial intelligence without your even knowing it, right? They're thinking, oh, I wrote this memo for Jen. I'm going to run it through this program to make sure that it's grammatically correct, that it makes sense. Now, the law has not caught up yet in terms of artificial intelligence. There are initiatives both on at the state level here in California and in many other states and federally regarding artificial intelligence. Um, about a year ago, the White House published what they called a blueprint for an AI Bill of Rights 
that outlines um, five principles for the responsible use of artificial intelligence. It talks about preventing discrimination, for example, through the algorithms that AI often uses. So we want to make sure that we're not inadvertently, for example, screening out older applicants when we're using that sort of a program. The blueprint also talks about notice and consent, making sure that people know that you're using artificial intelligence, and then how to implement practices to protect data. Now, the blueprint, of course, is not law, but it does tell us where the politicians are focused in this area. We also had um, in 2022, the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission issuing guidance regarding how the use of AI can violate the Americans with Disabilities Act. And then in January of this year, they published their draft strategic plan, which included as its very first priority of the agency addressing discrimination in hiring and recruiting processes that come about because of AI and machine learning systems. And then in August 2023, the EEOC actually sued an employer, iTutor Group, for allegedly discriminating against female job seekers over 55 and male job seekers over 60 by the, its use of AI. They were asking questions that allowed the system to sort of weed those folks out. The lawsuit settled for almost a half a million dollars. So, so there's a lot going on in terms of these agencies putting out guidance, giving us some parameters, and also state, federal, and some local jurisdictions that um, have really looked at the use of artificial intelligence. Uh, New York City, for example. Now, remember that when you look at AI and you look at anything that is an automated system, you may have right to privacy issues. So in California, of course, we have a constitutional right to privacy. Also, you have to remember that you may have inaccurate data. AI doesn't always give you the right data. So you may have issues where, as with the iTutor group case, folks are discriminated against because of the artificial intelligence that you're using. There are so many options and so many ways we can get in trouble here that I think the best approach for all of this is to really think about what we can do to prevent the liability. So the first thing is you want to know how AI is being used in your workplace. How are your employees using it? How are your recruiters using it? Are you using outside firms or companies that are somehow based in AI? You, you can't know what steps to take to safeguard against liability if you don't know what is actually happening out there. You also are gonna to need to have policies and procedures regarding the use of AI. And one of the main factors is to ensure that you are approving, the employer is approving employee use of AI. You're gonna to need to probably work with legal counsel, particularly if you're in multiple jurisdictions, to make sure that the policy captures all of the requirements without overstepping. But it's very important to have policies and practices that can be changed, right? That are flexible, that recognize that AI is new. We're not all familiar with it. We don't know all of the risks and all of the problems, but it's here and we have to find a way to deal with it and to focus on it. I also want you to think about any automated decision tools you are using 
You need to test them pre-implementation. You need to also retest periodically to ensure you don't have any unintended outcomes. Obviously, if I tutor group um, had done that, they likely would not have faced the lawsuit that the EEOC filed. You want to make sure that if your employees or any applicants or job seekers have concerns about those processes, um, the the hiring or recruiting processes that they know where they can make a complaint. And then you're going to want to make sure you investigate that complaint the way you would with any other internal issue, right? The thing that I think is scary about artificial intelligence for many of us is that it is unknown. It's growing exponentially. We don't even know the type of capability it has. I can't go really thinking about AI without also thinking back to the HAL 2000 in the Space Odyssey movie. Um, you know, will AI somehow take over? I don't think so for most of us, it's particularly in the field of employment law and HR, um, EEO, that sort of, of industry. They need our brains, they need our perspectives, they need our emotional intelligence. But we've got to know how to work with these tools and we've got to know that we are creating concerns for applicants, for employees, whether it is recruiting, whether it's leave administration. I was at a conference a couple of weeks ago, the annual SHRM conference, and they had a ton of exhibitors, as they always do. And one of them was a company that has AI that says they can take a resume and they can have somebody participate in a survey online and they can assess for you whether that person would be a good candidate for your company. And I was talking to the guy who was at the booth about, well, how does this work? Like, what factors are you looking at? I couldn't believe it, but he told me, oh, well, we think about things like accent and fluency. We um, talk about the intonation that people have, because sometimes that can tell you if they're not telling the truth, if there's a lack of veracity. This stuff is so squishy, there's no way that would hold up in court. And we have to be so careful. There were so many people at his booth wanting to use his services or at least find out about his company's services because of the time that it's going to save to have somebody else interview, meaning a computer, interview and do that recruiting and hiring process. But at what cost and at what risk of potential liability? So. Now that we're at the end of the year, this is the last podcast of the year. When you're thinking about things to put on your agenda for 2024, I know there are so many things. We've got new paid sick leave. We've got the new workplace violence prevention mandate. We've got training on workplace violence. We've got the EEO training we have to do. There are so many things we've got to look at but artificial intelligence needs to be on your list. It's probably a good idea to have someone in your organization who is dedicated to staying up on the topics. One of our lawyers, Megan Donahue in the firm, that's what she does. Um, she's very interested in the topic, so she's paying attention to new potential laws, guidance that comes out from these government agencies. She's looking at all of it. And I think rather than being fearful of artificial intelligence, we have to figure out how to harness it, how to use it for us. Rather than having it create liability, how do we use it so that 
we're understanding the benefits it can provide. Where can it improve our efficiency? Where can we use it to actually benefit our employees and to automate processes, to make things more simple and easier in the workplace. Those are all really good goals and they're things that are important. If you tuned in last week to our conversation about why so many people at work are unhappy, a lot of it is the drudgery, the things we have to do every day, those repetitive and rather boring things that are part of our regular daily lives. Look, we all brush our teeth, at least I hope so. You know, we all make our beds at least most of the time. Those are not exciting things, but when you get to work and your job is full of those things, it can be really hard to maintain a positive attitude and to be a contributor, a positive contributor to the work environment. So think about AI, think about how it can improve your workplace. Think about how you're gonna use it. Make sure you understand what it is. You think about those policies and procedures that you might need to implement. And really think about who in your organization is going to be your guru, right? Who are you gonna have who can really work on AI issues, who can help you stay on top of your game? It's too much for everyone to follow. Find a subject matter expert or create one in your organization who can help you do this because it is the wave of the future. It's not going away. And we can either go kicking and screaming or we can find a way to use it to our highest and best use. And I, of course, highly recommend the second approach. Not saying it isn't intimidating, not saying I don't worry about it, I certainly do, but we need to think about how we can turn it around. One of the things we are so good at in human resources is facing a challenge and turning around and dealing with it, making it work, figuring out how to get things done. That is what you are all amazing at, and that is what I want you to keep doing. I wanna thank all of you for your support and your love this year. You have no idea what it means to me. I am so grateful for your listening and your participation and your willingness to share your thoughts and ideas. Remember, you can always email me. Let me know about ideas you may have for the podcast or things you'd like us to cover. If you wanna be a guest and you feel like you have something interesting to share, I'm always happy to hear about that as well. I wanna thank all of you for Everything you do every day in your jobs for your employees, it matters. Happy end of 2023. Here's to a fabulous 2024 full of health and wealth and happiness. Everyone, thank you so much. Be good out there and I'll see you next year. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to spread the word, please share with others, post about it on social media and or rate and review it. Of course, you can also follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter, and email us at info at Workplace Wake Up, including its guests and hosts, do not provide legal advice in this podcast. Do not act upon any of the information discussed in this podcast without consulting a licensed attorney in your jurisdiction. 